It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. On a Monday, a Wizards game day Monday, might I add. And uh, there is some injury news to get to and, of course, just a general talk about the team to get to. Uh, and to do that, of course, we're, we're going to welcome in Dave Johnson. It's a Wizards game day. What do you think we're doing at 6.15? Time to get the radio party started. Blocked by Bilal, pull up by Oh, boy, did he stuff him. Left wing pull, it's wow. there. Oh, that's a pool party. Into the basket, snap right in. Intercepted by Kispert. Kispert now foul line. Oh, slam. Ooh, that'll jar your preserves. It's time for Dave Johnson on a Wizards game day. Kuzma for three. Oh, it's there. It's there. Big, big shot. On the Hawkman Show. To Philadelphia we go. Dave, how was your weekend, sir? You know, it it, uh, it was good, and, and we are back again on the road in Philadelphia. The 76ers, which are owned by, you know the owner's name, right? Yes, a uh, guy, guy named Josh Harris, I believe, is, well, is and his name. I, I bring that up because it, uh, it just what a dynamic uh, sports. He's got so many things going on here, English Premier League soccer, uh, the NBA, and, of course, the, the Washington Commanders. And I, and I thought about that today is, you know, a lot going on with the Commanders, both of I'm sure on and off the field, and, and there'll be eventually, I think, a new stadium on the way uh, for the Commanders. Well, up here in Philadelphia, uh, they're trying to get the, what, what they call 76er place. And, and the owner, uh, the, we're, we're playing right now at Wells Fargo Center, sharing with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, but the, the plan is to, to have an inner city arena called uh, part of a 76er place uh, development. So, uh, the guy we have in Washington now with the commanders, uh, he's he's, uh, he's a busy guy. <laughs> I just wanted to confirm that in case anybody was worried about it. Yeah, well, it's funny you mentioned that, Dave, too, because one of our big stories today has been this report in the Post about the Wizards uh, and, and Ted looking to potentially go to Potomac Yards and kind of build their own place. I'm curious just being around. Like, I, I'm sure you're not having lunch with Ted Leonsis every week, but, um, like, you're around the organization. Ted's around, and, and you, you hear things, whatever. I'm curious, like, since Josh bought the team how much they talk if they do talk because they are they are rivals both by the way NBA and NHL both of them own teams in those leagues but also now they are sports owners in the same city and there's always a benefit to working together on certain initiatives and I'm, I'm curious what that relationship is like you know I'm curious too and, and I've not asked that question of, of uh, Ted as you said we don't have weekly lunches <laughs> but I, because Ted by the way is pretty dynamic and he's a pretty busy guy and and all the things that are going on in, in, in Washington. But um, to your point, uh, it is an interesting uh, thing about being a, a sports owner or being uh, – somebody once was asked, this is years ago, when, when teams regularly lost lots of money, and, and somebody said, well, why do you want to be you know, an NFL owner, for example, or a Major League Baseball owner? And at the time, he said, well, there's only – 24, 25 of them, and there's there's 100 U.S. senators. The point being, it really is, uh, when you talk about the major sports leagues, it's it's a limited number of people that are able to to uh, get in and, and be involved in these leagues as as owners and movers and shakers. So uh, you have to believe there there is a relationship. They all, as you know, all these leagues have league meetings, uh, board of governors meetings, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, so they do talk and. 
they develop relationships that, that might not have been there you know, prior to their involvement in the same sport or the same league. How, how did you see like the relationship between the commanders, obviously then under a different nickname and the wizards like deteriorate under Snyder? Cause it, you know, you see these cross team initiatives and whether it's DC United or the spirit or uh, you know, the capitals, obviously like the capitals and wizards doing stuff together. They're owned by the same person. That is what it is. But you see some of the other sports, the nationals obviously being the other, uh, the other biggest one do cross team things. And, and the Washington football team under its different nickname, was just left out of that stuff a lot uh, under Dan. How did you see that deteriorate from your seat, uh, not only calling the games, but what at WTOP reporting on it over the years? Well, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if deteriorate because I, I don't know how much of a relationship um, existed. And I, I don't mean that negative or positive with, with, with the Washington football team or commanders um, and, and the other sports team. It, 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 it you know generally was recognized uh, by you know not owners but you know people in this town that you know the the commanders and their former name were, were such a, a a big fish if you will or a big presence um so I, I i and it's also a different dynamic when when you know you're only playing you know, eight regular season games if <laughs> then you make the play eight home games i should say uh, whereas the other sports as you mentioned they are very active in, in, in cross promoting because you know whether it's, it's soccer that has 20 home games, or, or the Mystics, or or, or uh, the Caps and Wizards, and of course you know baseball is 81 home games. So um, I, you know I think there there probably you know was more of a relationship between all those teams we just mentioned. But I, again, I say that just a gut feel. I don't have anything to to, to back that up with. And and just you know I think the um, in, in general you. At least in Washington, I, I think the NFL has always uh, been more of on an island on its own, and I don't, I don't mean that necessarily in a negative way. I just I mean it is, is a, a point of fact. And for the longest time, uh, you know, let's face it, baseball left uh, Washington in 1971, and you know, then the Bullets and Capitals came. But in terms of you know outdoor sports, uh, for the longest time, they were the only thing game in town. That's a good point, too. Uh, Dave Johnson with us, of course, every Wizards game day here on the Team 980. Okay, Dave, we've we've stalled enough to the game tonight. Daniel Gafford uh, out as of the revised injury report earlier today, and that's horrifying because the last two time these two teams played, Joel Embiid had 50 points, but I know Embiid was questionable. What do we know about uh, Joel's status for tonight? Well, and you know, that's the thing why people should continue to listen to the Hoffman Show because you see right through me because I was going to get to the game matchup because uh, I don't know the the uh, status of Joel Embiid. I just checked one more time and it, it's still saying questionable. Although I do know he was somewhat of a participant at the Sixers uh, shoot around and he, and he was part of their practice yesterday. Again, the interesting part of this NBA in season tournament. You know, we all played. If we weren't as part of the Final Four in Las Vegas, everybody was playing on Friday. Then you basically had uh, the weekend off. Um, so the Sixers actually had a practice yesterday. Uh, I, you know, so I don't know how that that works. Joel Embiid suffered a, a leg injury uh, driving to the basket against the Atlanta Hawks on on Friday, and he's still. I'm just pulling it up as we speak. Is listed as uh, questionable with left knee soreness. Is the technical term. So I, I don't know how that works, whether he's ready to go, whether because he hears all right, Gafford is out, then, then maybe he's going to take a night off to get that knee. I, I don't know how the, 
psychological dynamics. But I do know that, you know, the the Sixers are 0-3 without Embiid in the lineup. And I, I do know he is the NBA MVP. So it, that's going to be a, a huge story that I'll turn to my colored commentator, Brian Allen, to make sure he keeps checking Twitter to see the latest on, on uh, Joel Embiid because uh, that's going to be a big big factor tonight uh, if he does or doesn't play. Uh, Mike Muscala, I can tell you, will start uh, for the Wizards. Again, uh, you know, the Wizards are limited when we're talking about the center position to begin with in terms of options. So Muscala gets a start. On the flip side, you know, if, if and that we've talked about this, I, boy, if, if the Wizards somehow can make 23 pointers tonight, there are players on the team that can potentially get hot, but it just, it just hasn't happened in volume. And I, believe when you're up against teams like the Philadelphia 76ers and you look at the Wizards' schedule uh, the first couple months of the season, it has been, you know, we've had to deal with the Philadelphias and uh, Boston's and whatever. Um, and in Orlando, it became one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Uh, that three-point category, it sure would help make up for a lot. If, if you, let's, let's just get 23-pointers in a game uh, made. And, and uh, the Wizards are capable of that. But I really believe they need to do that to win this game tonight. No doubt, and you know we've talked about this quite a bit, Dave. But you gotta you gotta take them to make them. And one of the things that sticks out to me from the stat sheet the other night uh, and the loss to the Nets is Jordan Poole takes just seven shots. So um, that's certainly something I'm sure you'll be tracking tonight, uh, and certainly something I'll be watching for uh, as I watch this game tonight. Is is not just how many shots does Jordan Poole make, but part of him playing a little bit better over the last couple of weeks is he's been more aggressive. He's been willing to take more shots. And can he get those shots off tonight um, is, is just like kind of the constant struggle, I would say, of his early season. Well, and there's a team, a team struggle. And again, you know, when, when you think about, you know, getting the number of shots off, it's, it's not as simply, okay, I'm behind the three-point line, so I, I launch it. I mean, you want to get a good three-point shot off because if you get a bad three-point shot off and you miss it, you're basically just helping the other team start their offense. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's a full credit to, uh, other teams' defenses, and, and uh, you know, the Wizards have struggled to create uh, quality threes in volume. And, and that's that's an important note, thing to note because it's it's not just as simple as, all right, let's start shooting three. We're not, you know, we're not playing Paul Westhead ball where we just run up and down the court. Uh, but where the Wizards are most successful is when they can get threes in transition. They're, they're not as successful as creating threes in a half-court offense, and, and quite frankly, that's that's something that you know would be nice if they can improve on, uh, you know, to help their wins-loss situation because it does become a simple math equation. Dave Johnson with us from Philadelphia. He and Brian Albin on the call tonight, uh, and then back home, back home. Dave, do you remember where Capital One Arena is? <laughs> no, 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 we're going to get two games at home, and then. It's on the on the West Coast for for four games or out west. So, but then eventually we're going to be home, and it, this this does flip around. They tell me so. Yeah, uh, allegedly uh, they play forty one of each. So at <laughs> no, some point, at some point, it, it just seems like there's a reason why my suitcase looks worn out already, and we're not even <laughs> in the second month of the season. But uh, listen, <sighs> that that's why we tune in tonight. We'll see where this goes. We'll see if MB plays. Uh, there, there's no script for any of these games, and look. It's even why I love how the NBA in-season tournament 
uh, worked out. Uh, I wasn't crazy about LeBron winning that because I've been against LeBron. He's a great player, but it's just because I do hold grudges. And I, I still remember <laughs> LeBron's Cleveland Cavaliers giving it to the Wizards, you know, so many <laughs> years ago. So I've got a long memory. So that that's what that's all about. But, uh, you know, I had Milwaukee winning that tournament. It didn't happen. So, you know, that's why we show up every night. And l- listen, last week, uh, the Wizards had a season high in assists, uh, 39. It was only a five-point loss to the Sixers. Uh, you know, the, 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 there's positives for this Wizards team. Tyus Jones leads, leads the NBA in assist-to-turnover ratio. The, the Wizards are not, you know, killing themselves with turnovers and that type of thing. Uh, it, 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 but they're up against different competition, and that includes against Philadelphia, and by the way, with or without Embiid. Yeah, no doubt. And then, by the way, speaking of the in-season tournament, Pelicans, semifinalist, Pacers, finalist, in town Wednesday and Friday. Dave, we will talk to you Wednesday. Thank you, sir. Have a great call. And uh, we'll, we'll see you Wednesday here back on the Hoffman Show. Look forward to it. Thanks so much. That's Dave Johnson. Uh, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and and next, we will talk about that in-season tournament. Finally, we've we've almost done it like five times today. We'll talk a little bit about it, and then real things to wrap it up before we send it back up to Philly and Dave for the call. It's the Hoffman Show, Team 980, streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980, and always live on the free Odyssey app.